Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sense Pants Radio, Australia's most cowardly podcast network. Hello and welcome to Scaredy Boys, a podcast where three cowardly friends discuss horror movies. I'm Damien. I'm Sean. And I'm Tom. And for this episode, we watched Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th is a 1980 American slasher film that follows a group of camp counsellors who are trying to reopen a summer camp that was the site of a child's drowning and a grisly double murder years before, but who end up being stalked and murdered by an unknown assailant on the night of Friday the 13th. Boys, another classic. Yeah. <laughs> it is, and I don't know why. It is so bad. No, it's it great. It is so bad. I love this. Welcome to Sleepy Boys, the podcast where I almost fall asleep in a movie and my girlfriend falls asleep 14 times. (laughs) I love that she kept waking up and thought, nah, still not for me, and just drifted on back again. Every time she woke up, she complained about how boring the movie was. (laughs) And on the one hand, you're like, how dare you? You're not even watching it. And on the other hand, you're like, yes, you have captured the essence of this film. Yeah. did we watch different movies? Is this a Gretel and Hansel thing all over again? This happens a lot with you, Thomas. Oh, man. Yeah. Plead your case. I want. I generally want to know what it was about this movie that that gave it an extra fuse, an extra star and a half. Well, I think for me, and look, I watched it sort of on the back of having watched Halloween recently, which we've talked Did about. You give before. it three and a half, Tom. Yeah, mate. Yep, mate. You gave Silence of the Lambs three. Hang Go on, that's <laughs> that's unfair, Sean. We've established we can't. Don't bring Silence of the Lambs into this. All right. There was a time early on when I joined Letterboxd and they asked you to review movies and I was given out a lot of fives and I panicked like I was on a multiple choice test and I picked too many Bs. <laughs> so what I did was I started giving out threes to just other movies. And look, I've already rectified one of my mistakes. Um, I will rectify yep. Silence of the Lambs soon too. So okay. just okay. shut up. But at the moment, if, if anyone goes onto your Letterboxd, it's sitting at three and this movie's sitting at three and a half. Yep. Oh. Can I can I tell you can I tell you why it's it's because this movie has an even better psychopath than uh, than Hannibal Lecter. I'm going to play you a quick sound snippet. You're going to camp blood, ain't you? God damn it, Ralph! Get out of here. Go on, get. Leave people alone. You'll never come back again. Shut up, Ralph. (laughs) Shut up, Ralph. What the fuck was this movie, boys? You just I liked this movie because I liked those kids. The difference between this and Halloween is the kids in it 
I I had had distinct personalities. I didn't like all of them, but I liked enough mm. of them that I wanted them to live. I'll tell you what, big fan of denim shorts, Ned. Uh, old fake <laughs> fake drowning so I can kiss a girl, Ned. He's the horniest denim shortiest man, oh, man. in the world. There we go. Ned couldn't die quick enough for my liking. I wanted Ned to die like immediately. No. That would have that would have given me a. Oh, I wanted Ned to be the final girl. Like <laughs> Tom. On this show, we often talk about horror and heart and how important that is. I think if it's horror and horny, it's got the Tom seal of approval. <laughs> I think you, I think you have cracked onto something there, Cardi. Well, then I should have loved Halloween because it's Halloween's way horny. Nah, not no, nah, not horny enough. No, Halloween. Halloween has boobs, but it's not it's not as horny this, as this. Okay, one. No look, way. this movie. I just yeah. I don't know. I just enjoyed. I liked the characters. I liked. Steve just with his mustache, no shirt, hammering shit together. <laughs> There's just I like when they're fighting that snake. They just trash the like Kevin Bacon just falls into about eighty different things <laughs> for no reason. There's just so many good things. I, I want I wanted them to live, and then the deaths in this I found were really gruesome and quite shocking. And there were a couple of bits that like freaked me out. It lost its way at the end. Like it slowed down a bit because unfortunately the last one standing is probably the weakest of all of the characters left. Mm. Um, but yeah, I I really enjoyed it. You know, I I liked it a lot. It nearly got four stars from me. If it oh, had stuck the landing better oh, in the end, it would have got a four. Thomas Bloody Reed. hell, mate! Look I loved it. You. I love Friday the Thirteenth. I feel like you're saying that just to rile us up. I'm not. I was going into this because I'd heard you guys hadn't enjoyed Halloween and hadn't enjoyed Friday the Thirteenth. So I went into Halloween and I watched that. and I'm like, yep, yeah, boys are right. It's really slow. Fired up Friday the Thirteenth, and I reckon I was 30 seconds in, and I was like, oh, I'm going to enjoy this movie. Uh, you made your mind up too quick. Oh. Every movie starts at a five, Sean. I know your flawed system, Tom. <laughs> Look, I, I, I liked Annie from the outset too. Like she seemed really good. Which, yes, which one died. was she? I can't honestly. I can't remember anyone's <laughs> name. This film had Kevin Bacon. She was Bacon. the chef. The chef. Oh yeah, the one uh, who got no. She was. She was so. She was dripping with cheese. Yeah, you could have put her on a cracker and eaten her. She was yeah. awful. I, I despised her. Hmm. Uh, you guys are just actually narcissistic cynics. You know what? <laughs> What was her name? Annie. Mm. Yeah, that was like um, like a bad porn parody. That level of acting. I yeah. Think. Oh, that is a great oh, call. Yeah. yeah. The del- well, I mean, yeah. This 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 is a horny film. Yeah, that's, so that's the vibe it is of like this. A bad porn. That's the vibe of this film. <laughs> Can I just say, like, Friday the Thirteenth is such a it's an iconic thing in in horror. I guess um, for me personally, I actually had no idea what this movie was going to be to the point where I all I knew about Friday the Thirteenth was Jason. Mm. So yeah, like so, I didn't, yeah. I didn't know anything about the film. No, I knew Jason and the hockey mask. That was about it. Yeah, and we didn't get which we don't feature in this <laughs> film didn't. at all, which was shocking to me. And what we got was so much less in my mind. Yeah, like so. I guess spoilers. An old woman who physically is not strong in any capacity. Like it's not even they got like a Kathy Bates or someone who you're like, oh yeah, they're still physically intimidating. No, she looks like my mum. Like she, like, <laughs> I could push her down. I could hold her away with one arm while she swung her knife at me. Like, mm. not a villain. Yeah. To be fair, she gets them by surprise a lot. She does, and I've got a few issues there as well because, again, I don't think she's strong enough. There's one point where someone's like, someone is being held up by arrows or something like this. How did how did that come about? Did she lift them up and stab arrows in them? Did they jump while she shot arrows? Like that—that that was my problem with this movie. Is where Tom, you said there's like 
There's a whole bunch of stuff not making sense and you were loving every second of it. I had the mm. exact opposite reaction where I'm like, none of this is making sense. I fucking hate it. I don't even know how this movie exists. I don't know why it was made. Except then I, I, I read. So I don't even have many fun facts because the fun facts for this movie were pretty low. But I read two things. One, they made it off the back of Halloween because Halloween made so much money on such a shitty budget. Two, the script was written in two weeks. And it showed. Oh, it was nah, terrible. It, it doesn't show. There's there's some great stuff in that script. No, there's not. Guys, what about the incredible game that is Strip Monopoly? <laughs> <laughs> Again, Tom, which you're too fucking horny. All right. <laughs> yeah. This is no, no. Can I just talk about my favourite scene in the whole film? Please. Is the Strip Monopoly scene, but it's not for what you think. Which okay, Strip Monopoly shows a fundamental lack of understanding of the game of Monopoly. <laughs> One, but two, there is an incredible scene in it where. Um, Brenda rolls the dice right. at the start, like to start the game, and says double sixes, and we can clearly see the dice, and she has rolled three. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't reshoot it. They didn't get it to you know roll off camera. They kept it in, and she's like double sixes, and she's clearly rolled three. Oh boy, that to me is the epitome of this movie. Like, so like we didn't see the roll happen off camera. What did we see happen off camera? About three kills. Yep. But there was about three kills that we didn't see happen. We only got them later on to the point that I'm like, I'm not actually sure they're dead yet until finally the body was revealed at some point. Like we got we got some pretty. Not how many kills do you reckon happen off screen? So there was two. Ned happens off screen. Yep. And the girl at the archery range happens off screen. And actually, the guy who goes to fix the the generator. We see. Uh, okay, so three. That's three. But it's it's heavily implied that old mate archery girl is absolutely dead, and you would know that if they had the budget for it, we would have seen her get shot with arrows. Oh, yeah. But I, I think Ned's death happening off screen is okay because then you get the creepy reveal of his body in the bunk above them while they're getting busy. Kevin Bacon's death's pretty good. That's a pretty fucking good death. That was the only good death. Well, yeah, that was a good death. And look, the the axe to the side of the neck was pretty good. But how did Bacon die again? Arrow through the neck from underneath the bed. Must have been asleep. <laughs> You missed that one. I can't remember, man. Oh, it's such a, he gets his head like in the bed and then it snaps with a throw. Oh, mate. Must mate. have been asleep. <laughs> Sean, oh, what are you doing? Not, enjoy, not enjoying a movie, that's what. Well, let's speed right up and, and say, were we scared? Nah. nah. Yes. I'll piss off, Tom. Can I add you one more thing scared. that I loved? Sorry. That little boy at the end in the lake was terrifying. Okay. Uh, yeah. Sorry, go, Carnes. Yeah. What do you say? Um, the music score is iconic and actually really cool. And I read a little bit about how they came up with it. They were sort of mm. partly inspired by um, the music in Psycho, partly inspired mm-hmm. by Jaws, where you don't see the monster and in this you don't see the killer that much. Yeah. Um, yep. But the music, I think it was the composer recorded himself saying the words, kill him, mum, oh. and then shortened that to kill mum, and then took the start of kill, so k, and then ma, and then uh, k, 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 k. It was fucking oh. great. So that just really Okay, clever. that's pretty good. Oh. That is now my favourite part of the movie. Yeah. That is now my favourite part of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's quite good. Other than that, no. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wasn't scared. Tom, did you say you were scared? Yeah. <laughs> there were two. I had two jump scare moments and I was terrified of the boy in the lake. Yeah, look, the boy in the lake. Yeah, fair I, enough. That, look, that was unexpected and yeah, it works as a jump scare, but I was also just angry at it. I'm like... Has he been living in the lake the whole time? Is he a demon of some kind? Like, they clearly just threw it in for its shock value and yep. didn't bother to actually set it up in any capacity. Yeah. Well, I think the assumption is, is is that he was real all along and he 
is like possessing his mum, maybe? No, I don't, I don't think so, Tom. You're giving them too much credit. Yeah, you are giving too much credit because even like um, I, I read it was either the actress or the, the, the writer basically said, no, 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 she was just a mum who went off the deep end when her, when her son died. Like the whole point of her being crazy, it was, it was purposely flipping psycho where we're, we're getting the mum who's sort of enacting the son. But they even said, no, she was just meant to be a crazy woman who lost her son and, and mm. was driven mad by it. So, like, it, it doesn't work on that level. The fact that the deaths happen off scene doesn't work for me either. Yeah. And then the, the real coffin that makes this, the real nail in the coffin that makes this not scary is the fact that none of our characters even know there's a murderer out there until, like, the last 15 minutes. Everyone is actually just having a really good time until they die. Yeah. Well, it's because it, it's us. That's the point of a slasher is it's yeah. not necessarily about them. No, you can do both, Tom. You've got to do both. I think a good story I would agree. do both. Yeah. They... The ca- I, you're, I like that. No, the characters have to be fearful for you to be. Yeah, I, I, but no, I'm fearful because I liked... You hated <laughs> the characters. You wanted them to die. So I wanted them not to die, and I knew that they were going to die. Tom, how much more frightened would you have been if the characters were also frightened? It would have ramped it probably up. Probably not very because they might not have been able to act that range, okay? <laughs> yeah, but then that would, have served, that would have served Dame and I because then you would have realised that this is a shit film. <laughs> I refuse to. I refuse to. I refuse. I enjoyed Look, myself watching this movie. Head, I had a ball. I guarantee. I guarantee that if we watched this as a trio nah. and you watched it with me, you would have had a better time. Would have had a better time, but would have still thought it was a terrible film. And yeah. hand on heart, I only gave it a two because I was because it's so iconic and I was frightened. If this was like a no name <laughs> film, I might have gone half star territory. Oh, yeah. All right, I've got I've got two thoughts on that. One, yes we would have enjoyed Fuck. it more, but only cuz your waves of horniness would have washed <laughs> over us and incited the same weird fascination you have for horny horror. And and two, I completely agree, Carney. If we took this movie out of its heritage yeah. and gave it to us now in isolation, it wouldn't stand the test. It yep. would fail the test. Yep. The most interesting thing about it would be, oh, young Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Yeah. And like, well, but, but even the subversion of a trope, having the serial killer be a woman. Yes. I was just about to say that. So I, I agree. I actually liked that. One, I do think she should have been more physically intimidating just to give it a bit more realism. And also, I, it didn't get seated earlier in. Like, I, it would have been so easy. And even the, the actress herself said... You should have just had me at the at the cafe when she went to the cafe in the background or something like that. I actually was speaking to Holly about this and I reckon Crazy Ralph should have been his dad and she should have been his mum. Oh, yeah, great. Because we even hear that like, oh, Crazy Ralph got found. His wife's very happy to have him home. And that way, Crazy Ralph was actually just trying to warn them about his actual crazy wife. Great. That would have been enough for me to put a fucking bow on it and I yeah. would have been happy. Yep. Boys, that that made, that makes it a five. <laughs> so. Yeah, that makes it a three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or or a Tom Reed five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're the same. No, look, I I I will give it that. I I think it's what what I find fascinating is I guess I haven't seen any other of these movies. I just obviously know the same iconic mm. the hockey mask character that you guys do. Now I did know that he's not in the first one, and I also knew the twist because we've we've all seen Scream, and the twist is in Scream. Right. Um. One of the trivia questions. Drew Barrymore gets asked is who kills the kids in Friday the 13th. Ah, uh, yeah. Jason, no, it's the mum. Right. Anyway, um, I am curious now to see the other ones, to see whether... I, is it two or is it three where he he must be real? Mm. And, be, and I'd love to know the internal story logic. Like, I assume 
just as at the end of Halloween, Old Mate runs away so they can make another cheap, dirty sequel. Mm-hmm. The sequel to this movie, so I think this came out in 1980 or 81. Yeah, 80. And then yep. the sequel came out in 81 or 82. And there's a movie, uh, there's a Friday the 13th movie every year till about 86. Wow. So they clearly were like, right, we'll show the kid at the end to be like, maybe there's something more going on at Camp Crystal. Mm. And there is. Yeah, yeah. look, Tom, um, you going on that journey to watch the other films, that's a journey you will be taking solo. <laughs> I don't think so, boys. Yeah. I think we're going to watch them together. Oh, there's fuck a movie off. Where- <laughs> the only one I'm interested in is Freddy vs. Jason, which I know will be dog shit, but I'm also curious to see it. <laughs> I'm going to pitch to you one of them because I was watching it uh, today uh, with my housemate Adam. Mm. And... Uh, it, he's seen it before and he's seen the other ones before and it ended and I was like, man, there's so many of them. And there's one called Jason uh, Goes to Hell, where he goes to hell. You have my attention. Mm-hmm. So the premise of that is it opens with a co-ed girl fixing up the cabin. Jason stalks her through the woods um, and goes to kill her. And just as he's about to kill her, spotlights come on in the woods and he's surrounded by the FBI. <laughs> She's a plant. They shoot him. Someone fires a bazooka at him. He explodes and goes to hell and then has to climb back out of hell to go back to killing. So he has to kill his way through hell? I don't know. I'm very intrigued. Okay, yeah, you've done it. I'm happy There's to also watch one that. in space. What? Oh, mate. What? Yeah. I wonder if it's like Fast and Furious where it gets better. <laughs> yeah. Hey, maybe. Yeah. I was basically thinking the same thing where like... It has this legacy. It has to improve because there's you can't build a legacy off the rat shit piece of crap we watched. <laughs> there needs to be more that comes in the future. So, oh, I'm curious well, now. Let, let me put it to you like this then, right? So if, you, if it's like Fast and the Furious, it gets better. I, I, I reckon that that might hold true, which means that like number two will be off its head. Three will be a weird prequel. Four mm. will suck. And then in number five, we'll get The Rock. So <laughs> when does Dwayne Johnson enter this series? Because then that's the point I want to enter as well. Yeah. I feel like both franchises, both Halloween and Friday the 13th, could be Fast and Furious. But also, boys, is your favourite Mission Impossible movie one? No, mate. Six. <sighs> okay. So there you go. Mm. That's a solid argument. Can't Tom. judge can't judge Jason's legacy on the back of the first movie that you haven't enjoyed. Yeah, okay. Tom, I retract okay. the bit about you being on a solo journey. We are, we are in this together. Yeah. We're going <laughs> well to space done, and hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the space one I skimmed, it's like set in the year 2,449. Oh, my. Earth's like destroyed and he's like, they find like his remains on Earth in like a mining mission and he's frozen yeah. and then he gets defrosted and starts killing him okay. in space. Great. All right, we're watching these together yeah. with a bottle of whiskey just so I can oh. really ensure I'm having a great time. <laughs> yeah. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah. All right. Well, in the interim, what would we do in this scenario? We are counselors at Camp Crystal Lake, and there's a very upset mum coming to kill us. Well, I think... They do pretty good because I, I also want to make a case for them. Okay. They do pretty good considering, boys, as you pointed out, they don't know they're being murdered mm-hmm. until the end. So really, there's not a lot they do wrong. And I would argue, what would we do differently? Because we don't, I assume we have the same knowledge base they do. Yep. Um, we get told it's like spooky. I'm running around in my denim cutoffs and an Indian headdress. Um, let's be honest, that I'm Ned. Like... We don't even have to argue that's who I am. That's <laughs> yeah. what it would be. We There's, just know. There was never a doubt in my mind. As soon as I saw those denim cutoffs, I'm like, oh, well, Tom's clearly going to be wearing those in our- <laughs> I want a pair of denim cut. That man's denim cutoffs are too powerful for cinema. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I think, I think, uh, well, yeah, how, how do we go in the first part of this scenario? Like, it's a good question. People have to die because we can't, you know. Yeah. Are we the only three councillors or do we have a few more sacrificial? No, there's, there's, a, there's a bunch of yeah, us. Yeah, we need a few people to die before we do. <laughs> yeah. So do you think that after the first person dies, do we switch on immediately? I don't know. Well, look. Well, how do we know? Do we know that the first person's died? Do we have the same information they get? We're clearly not playing strip Monopoly because Tom would immediately be like, well, that can't happen. That's not how Monopoly works. And so we're yep. shutting that down straight away. Yep. And I, I rolled a double six, but you guys saw me cheating because it was clearly a three. <laughs> and one of you one of you punched me in the face. <laughs> right. So I'm probably knocked out. <laughs> We're also playing... We, we go for Strip Monopoly, realise that's not how Monopoly works. And then we try to play Strip Cluedo and learn that that's even more impractical <laughs> than Monopoly. And then we all sort of... We're playing that, and we all learn that we're never nudes, and we're all wearing denim cutoffs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We're, we're all we all take off our pants, and it's like we're all we're we're never nude boys, right? <laughs> After that revelation, a murder in our midst doesn't really even hold a candle. Yeah. <laughs> well, like okay, so obviously one thing that stands out to me is how wet and rainy it is because these guys go running out into that rain a lot. Yes, I. Wouldn't be. I would be like, no, it's pissing down. I'm going to stay in where the fire is. Let's just play some regular Monopoly. That's all good. So, like, uh, the only way this works is if we separate and she can get us one by one. Like, that's sort of, like you said, Carnes, the reason she gets them is because they they don't see her coming. Like, it's that element of surprise. So, would, would there be any reason for the three of us to split up over the course of the night, do we think? Only if... Yeah, only if one of us was like, oh, I'm going to go check on such and such, and we left. Yeah. So, assuming maybe there's three or four other people that work with us, they've all gone off, but we're staying by the fire. So, we're the last three left, and in order to kill us, she has to come in and reveal herself, really. Yes. Or she's going to be trying all sorts of shit to maybe draw us outside. So, well, she but does. Are we, just, are we just... 
Are we afraid of the dark and the rain? She turns the generator on. Oh, okay. Oh, the generator. That's a good one. That's a good we, one, actually. Do we need it, though? Well, no, but we we, if the generator got cut off, we'd be sus. So we'd go out to, as a trio. We wouldn't go solo. Mm. That's true. We're scaredy That's boys. True. So even That's if true. we didn't think there was a murderer, it's the middle of the night. It's pouring rain and the generator's just, generator's just died. We're going together. We're yeah. going as a team. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Horror 101. Mm. Never split up. So we... If we do go outside, we don't split up, and then she has to try and overpower three of us. And she's an old yeah. woman. It ain't happening. <laughs> I also think, like, um, so the the setting for this actually reminds me of my Bucks Night, which both of you yeah, lads yeah. were obviously yep, a part yep. of, where we were kind of out at a solo campsite. Yep. Really, like it was. It actually, the, my Bucks Night was actually at this old. Um, it's it's at a camping mm. spot. Camping as in school camps and yep. that sort of thing, but it was off-season, so we could book the whole thing out. We're in the mountains, and it was very far from anywhere, including petrol stations, right, Sean? <laughs> that is true, Tom. That is true, and a lot of lessons were learned that day. Basically, we learned that we're invincible. <laughs> that my, We learned that my car cannot die. No. <laughs> even even while running on fumes. Yeah. Oh, it was, we learned that you can get down a mountain if you just drift <laughs> through gravel. You don't have to accelerate. Yeah, you can definitely go about a hundred kilometers on a zero yeah. tank. The fact the fact that you boys were up in the mountains at this off season camping site with no petrol in your car. Yeah. You were living a horror story and walked away unscathed. We did. Yep. We're the final we girl. That gives Be me confidence heroes. for this scenario. However, what I was actually gonna what I was leading up to <laughs> is that we obviously had more than one alcoholic beverage that night and we're a bit pissed. Mm. I don't know if that works in our favour or against us because, one, she might be able to sneak up us easier, but, two, we've got bravery. We've got we've got the bravery alcohol brings. Yeah. So, I don't know. But, Does that factor into it at all? But, no, if, we're, if we've got the bravery that alcohol brings, when the generator goes out and Sean goes, I'm going to turn the generator on, we go, yeah, no worries, mate. Mm. Yeah, no, Tom, you're right. This is the issue. A bit of drunken courage. And also... Um, well, I know this of Damo. Tom, Tom's likely to betray us, but I know that Damo's a good boy and he might, in his drunken courage, be like, I don't want you guys to get wet and cold as well. Mm. I'll go out and check. Oh, it's fine. I'll take care of it. You guys be comfortable by the fire. So in that case, he might die. That's probably true. Yeah. I would do that because uh, I when I drink, what actually makes me think there is if, Carney, if you were the one going out, I would be like, I would come with you. Because I get quite clingy when I'm drunk and I get quite mm. affectionate when I'm drunk. Oh, well, then we're okay. <laughs> then we're okay. However, if I was too busy giving you hugs, she might be able to sneak up on it. Yeah, but that's the thing. Are we drunk enough that if she were to stab us, we might not feel it that much. <laughs> oh, we might just be like, oh, that's funny. There's a grandma. Look. And then bam. <laughs> I mean, punch that's her in the true. face. I'll punch a grandma in the face <laughs> if it's between us and dying. If it's just, if, if it's to survive... <laughs> oh, sorry, Granny. Oh, I will punch yeah. a grandma in the face. Sean Carney, 2020. <laughs> I've been waiting my whole life to hear you say those words. <laughs> that is, yeah, look, that's a powerful statement, man. That's a powerful... Yeah. I, but okay, okay, all right, we might be able to survive a stab wound if we've had enough beer. What about an axe mm. to the face? Uh, look, yeah, we're not, we're, not get, we're not walking that one off and having yeah. another drink. No way. Yeah. I, Yeah, look, it's... I think we'd probably be okay if we had to fight her. Like we could, I feel like as a unit we'd be able to overpower her. Mm. Also, this is you know if we recall, if I recall correctly, in the latter half of the movie when she's chasing Alice, mm-hmm. um, she decides to stop using all of the cool shit she had been using and just <laughs> slap her in the face. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, Tom, you've hit onto something very crucial there. So you said we are the final girls in this scenario. If that is the case. 
Alice, oh my God. Alice, like we talked about this in the Halloween episode. We repeat the beat of her overpowering the monster, leaving the weapon near her and stumbling away to a new location to basically wait for her to come back again. Yep. Right? Like we yep. see this about three times. It is infuriating. So I think if that is the case, one, I think we can we can wear a slap <laughs> better than Alice could. Yep. And two, if we overpowered her, we wouldn't let her get back up again. Like Carney just said, yeah. he'll punch a grandma. Yeah, <laughs> so- we'll put her in the... Also, if we ran out to the car and there was a dead body in the car, we'd be like, oh, that's a shame. Get the body out of the car. Take the car. Yeah. Yeah. A dead yep. body in the car doesn't mean you can't drive the car. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we could just drive away. Yeah. Yeah. And look, just to be safe, set the whole cabin on fire. Yeah. <laughs> it has been raining. It has been raining. Well, I think just to be safe, we need to, to do what Alice fire. did. It need to be, well, that's very true. And look, mate, if anyone can do it, it's you. I believe you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. However, I do think take <laughs> Alice's shot of taking the machete and her head just popping off like the cork from a oh. wine bottle. Oh. <laughs> what I love about that decapitation too is she, her hands reach up for her head. <laughs> She's lost her head and her arms are like, where is it? As she falls down. <laughs> yeah. That is a brutal kill. There was an incredible thing that you'll love this, boy. So, uh, again, because I was watching a movie that was like, Oh yeah, this you know I, I just want to learn a bit more about it as it's as you know as it got towards the tail end. I was like, what if there's cool things about it? And I just looked it up because I wanted to look up one of the actors, mm. and I saw that on IMDb it has a Metacritic score of 22. Oh, um, accurate from 11 reviews, and there is a Chicago Tribune review from the 11th of July 1980s when this movie came out. Yep, and the review has. An incredible sentence in it, but I'm going to read that. I'm going to read the review to you now, just so you can enjoy this line here. Bring it on! A disgusting, artless shocker, a cruel film that offers teenage girls in peril, as well as a gruesome beheading, only for sickies. (laughs) (laughs) Oh wow! I'm a sickie, boys. You are a sickie. There were a lot of them because it made heaps of money. But yeah, the the fact that all the critic reviews are like the highest it got, I think, was from. Like it, the highest review it got was like a fifty from someone, mm-hmm. but most of the reviews are really negative. And then, like fan reviews are like ten, right? Eight, seven, seven, eight, ten. People, you know, all the Tom Reeves out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there, there's the whole thing of like people being like, "Look, it's not a great movie, but this started slashes, and there's some, you know, the next one is really good." Or like someone's like, "Um, there's a review here. Friday the Thirteenth must be one of the biggest mysteries in cinema." So this is a five out of ten review. Although it's a long way from being a good movie. Its success and influence is unnameable and even unbelievable. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I'm not at all saying Friday the 13th is a terrible film, but it kind of is. And the fact that it created this legacy is incredible. <laughs> okay. That's a review I can agree with. Yeah. yeah, I can agree with that one. But look, to finish this off, I, I do think we would handle ourselves fine in this scenario. Sean can punch a grandma. Then it's just up to one of us to behead her. Yep. Yep. We're, on our, we're on our way. So I have two final facts for us to close out the show. One is very on online with what you were just saying, Tom, which is that Palmer, so the the woman who played um, Voorhees, yeah, so Betsy Palmer who played uh, Mrs. Voorhees, yeah. So she's said since um, that when she first read the script, she said, "What a piece of shit!" and threw the <laughs> script across the room into the trash. But then 
And this in, the, in our long legacy of people taking on jobs for the money, Palmer said she thought about it and she did need some money for a new car and the movie would probably come and go very quickly and no one would ever see it and it would all be quickly forgotten. So she decided to take the job. <laughs> I love that she's like, oh, it'll be a nothing film and it became an iconic role for her. Like arguably her most iconic role. Like she, she they actually cast her because she was such a good actress and really beneath what this movie was yeah. and she took it because she wanted to buy a new car man that's that's incredible and i i just love i i love that she got the script and was like oh no thank you <laughs> <laughs> she called it a piece of shit and threw it across the room like ah, that is such a volatile reaction <laughs> after your last fact Damon, i have a very good weird true thing oh okay all right let you. me give my facts because i want to hear your weird thing so <laughs> this one just tickled me which was that crazy ralph was <laughs> In an earlier draft of the script was called Ralphie Ratboy. <laughs> Should have kept it. Should have kept it. Should have kept it. Should have kept uh, it. Would have got an extra half a star for me, no worries. I, I just on Ralphie Ratboy, I've just remembered how weird that scene is where the cop turns up and asks them, Do you have any grass? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he gives every possible iteration of the yeah. word grass. And Kevin Bacon everything. just like touches his motorcycle. <laughs> just like uh, anyway, the fact that I wanted to share with you boys is uh, the actual filming location of Camp Crystal Lake. Uh, in the middle of the lake, uh, somebody commissioned and put together an, an enamel or like fiberglass statue of Jason, the, the hockey mask knife-wielding character, and put it in the middle of the lake. So that if you go diving into the lake where the film is set, you will see a giant oh, okay. life-size Jason wow. in, the middle, in the middle of the water. So it's sunken. For yep. some reason, I thought there was like... An enormous job where it was just like <laughs> like the Statue of Liberty up. just in the middle yeah. of the lake. Oh, that's that's uh, that's pretty creepy. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I personally wouldn't be visiting that no. location ever no. for obvious reasons. Yep. Scaredy boy. Yep. But uh, that's very good. That I, I respect that. Well, that is all the scaredy talk we have for this episode. I've been Damien. I've been Sean. And I've been Tom. And if you scaredy listeners have any comments, would like to suggest a movie, etc., you can email us at threescaredboys at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter at scaredyboys or individually. I'm at Midday Pajamas. I'm at Carney55. I'm at Awkward Trade. Stay scared, everyone.